What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the Committee, your home of college football. Today we're reviewing what happened in week 7, we're revealing the top 10, others receiving votes, and we're going to take a look forward to the games that we got coming tomorrow. So, week 7 was a good one. Um, Unfortunately, week 8 we have no ranked matchups, so that really sucks. Uh, But what we're seeing here is not too much of a shakeup in the rankings, uh, barring Iowa. So let's talk about Iowa for a second. So they have dropped out of my top 10 as of now. Uh, I have them slotted in at number 12 behind number 11 Ole Miss. Um, if I'm going to be honest, I was get, the, Iowa was receiving the benefit of the doubt from uh, pretty much the entire country because they have, they have besides you know take off the loss before that, before last week at number two, uh, good resume, good ranked wins. Of course, pretty much uh, everyone kind of knows Penn State would have won that game had Clifford not got hurt. Uh, but, you know, Iowa still won the game, so can't really take that away from them. Uh, though, now that they have lost, um, there's a little more validity to that because everyone now can just be like, yeah, well, we knew, we knew Iowa wasn't what they we thought they were unfortunately for them the Hawkeyes got a good defense but their offense is just atrocious uh I mean Iowa just cannot seem to score they put up seven points at home on Purdue which is disgraceful pretty much um not to mention they were the number two team in the country at the time uh so yeah that's not really gonna fly uh, luckily for the Hawkeyes, the rest of their season, of course, this is exactly what uh, I said before this, that the rest of their season is an easy schedule, and then they drop to Purdue at home. Um, so, you know, not, not saying that they're really guaranteed anything, but it is more likely than not that they're going to be going to the Big Ten title game. Whether they are a one-loss team at that point or not is up to them. Uh, And honestly, I can't see a one-loss Big Ten champ being left out of the playoffs um, at this point. So I would would think if Iowa is able to continue uh, winning, well, not continue, to start winning again, make it to the Big Ten title game, and if they pick up a win there in Indianapolis, uh, we could maybe see them going to the playoff, and I think that they would be going to the playoff as a 12-1 and Big Ten champ. Um, maybe for that to happen, maybe they would have to beat Ohio State, though, because uh, the committee may... If it was an 11-1 Ohio State, as opposed to if they beat an 11-1 Michigan or 11-1 Michigan State, or and now, of course, both of those teams there's a chance they go in undefeated, but that's less likely to happen. I would, I see both Michigan and Michigan State uh, picking up a loss somewhere at least, uh, not really seeing them going undefeated. But even then, one loss Michigan State, one loss Michigan, or if they just take down Penn State again as a one loss Penn State. Uh, although maybe the Penn State game, if they were to show progress from their last match against Penn State and beat Penn State with Clifford maybe convincingly that could work too but ideally for the Hawkeyes you, you they would see Ohio State win out and then beat them uh now again 
not really sure how likely that is. Iowa's got a bye this week, so they get a little bit of time to recoup and figure out what happened, why they lost, why their offense is so bad, um, and pick it up, finish off the Big Ten West schedule, and hopefully for the people in Iowa City, go into the title game as an 11-1 team. But we will have to see how it plays out. So that's really that's our biggest mover from the top 10 this week. Uh, we'll talk about what we've got. Number, let's see. Give out the top 15 here. Number 15, staying at number 15 holding is Notre Dame. 5-1, and one. they had a bye last week, and this week are playing USC, uh, who, as we know, are just in shambles. I mean, I really don't know what, what, what more USC can do to prove that they are no longer USC. Um, you know, Jackson Dart came in and looked nice before getting injured for the season. I guess that's just another hope. Another glimpse of hope for the Trojan faithful, uh, but Keaton Slovis was thought to be that glimpse of hope, and even that hasn't really worked out. And I really just think it is to the point now that USC is not USC. Um, they are not. Well, now of course, let me get this straight. South Carolina is not USC. USC is USC. They are the USC, but. They are not the tier one program that people build them to be or that their fans expect or that people maybe expect and remember them to be. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Reggie Bush, Mark Sanchez, Carson Palmer, Matt Leinert all getting on TV, getting appearances. So everyone's, you know, bringing back in their heads the glory days of uh, USC. But unfortunately, I just don't think USC is that kind of team anymore. Uh, you know, maybe Corey Foreman will help him out. Damani Jackson, if he stays committed, could keep the Trojans afloat. Um, but I mean, they they USC has had good players. They've had decent teams that should have been better. They got Drake London, one of the nation's best receivers, um, and still they just can never seem to put it together. Sitting at three and three, uh, but. You know, I'm not going to say that Notre Dame's going to take them out super big. Uh, I'm expecting at least someone a decent game. Uh, I'll take Notre Dame to win that game. But you never know what you're going to get with these Trojans, huh? Not really. Number 14, Wake Forest. Also had a bye last week. 6-0, the only undefeated re- remaining undefeated team in the ACC. Uh, they've got a pretty tough schedule coming up, though. they got Army this week on the road. Uh, not a conference game, so if they are to drop one, here's your shot, Wake. Don't mess it up. Um, but as we talked about last week, uh, they do have a pretty tough remaining schedule in the ACC. Uh, but the, I could see them getting to that uh, getting to that ACC title game because the ACC is terrible. So luckily for them, they got a shot. They're in a division with Clemson, and I still think that they got a decent shot. You know, Clemson's on the road at Pitt this week. That could be dropped. Um, I would love to see Pitt beat Clemson, and honestly, I think Pitt can beat Clemson. Um, And I think they will beat Clemson. Uh, 
So uh, they still got NC State to work with, though. Wake Forest does in the in the division, and Wake Forest uh, NC State has no conference losses yet. So that's going to be a big one when those two play each other. But overall, Wake Forest isn't in a terrible position. Uh, of course, as being an undefeated team, they control their own destiny. They got NC State coming up in four weeks before playing Clemson and BC both on the road to end the season. So again, don't want to put too much hope into Wake, but we'll see. It'll be exciting to see. Uh, number 13, we've got Kentucky, who has just dropped to Georgia. Uh, I mean, that, that was Georgia's game. Kentucky didn't really... You know, they didn't really put much in, uh, much of a fight in. Uh, but, of course, that's expected. It's Georgia. Georgia is very, very good. Uh, and I think Kentucky is still a, pre- a pretty good team. And speaking of teams who have a hard road ahead, Kentucky has an easy road ahead. Uh, sitting at second in the SEC East right now, of course, behind the dogs. Kentucky's remaining schedule is not very tough. Um now it's it has a few challenges they're at mississippi state uh after the bye week they have this week and they still have to play tennessee and they're at louisville of course to end the year which uh none of those games are too too terrifying if kentucky is truly the the top 10 team they thought they were to be uh then they shouldn't have too much trouble in those games so it'll be interesting to see i could definitely see kentucky finishing out the year 10 and 2 uh 11 and 1 is a bit um 11 and 1's a bit optimistic for the wildcats but that would uh see them go to a new year six game even as a 10 and 2 team depending on what happens with ole miss and texas a&m uh, on the other side, in the West, um, affecting you know Kentucky's New Year Six bidding opportunities uh, in terms of the other SEC teams they're going to have to battle against. Uh, so if they can finish ten and two, though, they've got a pretty good shot, uh, and that'd be pretty cool to see them. You know, they were in the Citrus Bowl a few years ago, and that they won against Penn State. Uh, and I, didn't, you know, I didn't really think Kentucky football was going to top that anytime soon. And here we are now with. Seemingly, I would give. I would say they have a chance to go ten and two, uh, and of course, eleven and one's on the table. Can they do it? Probably not. I wouldn't. I would not count on that. But we'll see what the what the cats can do. Coming in number twelve, we already talked about them a bit. Is Iowa? Uh, we talked about their road to this playoff. If it's still possible, what would need to happen? Um, we don't need to talk much more about the Hawkeyes. I'm kind of disappointed they're on a bye this week. Because I wanted to see how they would rebound. And now they're going to get two weeks to do it. So I'm expecting good things on that rebound. Coming in at number 11, we have Ole Miss, who has just beaten Tennessee. Uh, despite the onslaught of trash, golf balls, mustard, whatever you have it. Uh, of course, Ole Miss is a fun team. Lane's pretty funny, dude. Uh, they're always... See, they're always Ole Miss is always going viral for something. Uh, so every, they really know how to get everyone's attention. They got Arch Manning coming in this week. It is Eli Manning's uh, retirement ceremony. They got the end zones painted Manning just for Arch, just to let him know, hey man, this is where you want to be. Uh, so 
I, <laughs> I want to see what what they say, what the Mannings say in re- reaction to that, because I think that is pretty funny that he's happens to be visiting when the end zones have his name in it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that'll boost him. As long as Arch doesn't go to Texas, you know, then he's a good guy, good fella. But apparently his relationship with Sark is pretty decent. We'll keep an eye on that. Texas has three losses, though, so mm, do you really want to go there? I don't know. I don't know, Arch. Might need to go somewhere else. Coming in number 10, the Oregon Ducks have made their way back into the top 10 since their loss to Stanford. Uh, This team is still not really playing great ball. Their resume is being completely carried by their Ohio State win, which, of course, is... um, among the top 10, I would say it's the best. Mm, okay, ignore Georgia, because uh, Georgia just demolished Arkansas, and Arkansas is a, a decent team, pretty good team. Um, yeah, I would say that win in Columbus for the Ducks, that is the best win in the top 10, uh, barring if you want to argue Georgia's wins. So, the Ducks have that going for them. They have a weak conference going for them, but... Oregon always finds a way to screw it up, and they've just dropped their eggshell uniforms, which, you know, let me know what you guys think of them. I'm not really a fan. I kind of like the helmets, but the eggshell bit, it's a little too much. Uh, But again, everyone, just need to point this out, everyone's always talking uh, trash on Oregon, telling them how, like, oh, a thousand uniforms, zero natties. Oh, they just have all these uniforms to do nothing. Everyone wishes their team could be as cool as Oregon. So everyone needs to shut up because Oregon is cool uh, and they drop new unis every week. They are always dripping. Even, you know, this one, I'd give them an L here. But hey, it's just one week. They're just testing it out. Maybe it'll look good on the field. Who cares? I mean, every single person, I know, like no one would deny that they wish their school could be creative like that and have new jerseys all the time. That would be so cool. So I don't want to hear from anyone. Coming in at number nine, we have the Pokes. And the Pokes have been seemingly creeping in, sleeping in as an undefeated team. Um, led by not a very great offense. Jalen Warren's playing pretty well, but uh, Sanders and Ellingsworth uh, don't really trust them much. I don't really see this offense as a threat. Now, the defense, uh, so far, would I would say is the best in the Big 12 as of this point. But they're going to need to fix some offensive woes uh, if they're going to want to continue this surge that they're on. They're in Ames this week playing Iowa State. They're the underdog by seven, which, I, I mean, I, I want to get that checked. They're number eight in the country in the AP poll, and they are... A seven-point underdog to an unranked team, uh, which now get, take them the road points off. The, so the beat, they're saying they're a four-point dog straight up. Which still, you're number eight. Why you know why are you a four-point underdog to an unranked team? I don't know. Can't say. If Oklahoma State can win this game, they have a cruise to Bedlam. So this is crucial. Uh, we take a look at their schedule until Bedlam after this game. Features Kansas at West Virginia, TCU at Texas Tech. 
that is a very formidable schedule. Um, they've already got through Baylor and Texas, and Iowa State is really their last massive test until they could play the Sooners on November 27th. Uh, you know, West Virginia and TCU will give them, give them a, a, a bit of a struggle maybe, but those are games they should win if they claim to be a top-10 team. Uh, you know, Oklahoma barely beat West Virginia, so as long as you squeak by, I guess. But regardless, the Pokes do have a good defense, and I want to see how they look against Iowa State. And honestly, I'm rooting for them. Uh, if they can get into Bedlam undefeated before we beat the brakes off of them, that will be great. Coming at number 8, we got Michigan State up from number 10. Uh, just beat Indiana last week, and now we're rolling into a bye. Uh, Michigan State, like we've talked in the Big Ten, uh, they have a pretty tough schedule to go, and it is not going to be smooth sailing whatsoever. Uh, they've still got to play Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. So that's really what these Big Ten teams is. It's a little until we see all these matchups play out, which we will soon. I don't want to get too far ahead and predict anything because there is. Literally four top ten teams in one division right now. Um, and two of them are undefeated and two have one loss. So it is going to be so exciting to see how that plays out. Of course, with them all playing each other, I don't really see a way that anyone would finish undefeated in terms of Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, I don't think they're that kind of caliber. And they've still, of course, got to fend off the Buckeyes, who are surging right now. Uh, Ohio State, this Ohio State team is not the same team that lost to Oregon. Uh, truthfully, I think they would definitely beat Oregon if they were to rematch right now, but that is not here nor there. They don't get the chance to do that. And Oregon benefits heavily on their resume from that win, which, as they should, as they deserve, so good job there from the Ducks picking that one up because so far they haven't looked too great anywhere else. But the Spartans, Kenneth Walker, keep rolling, keep it up there on the bye, though. We don't get to see them. I really don't like when teams got all these top 10 teams got to go on buys. Last week we had three of those Big Ten teams on buys. It's pretty annoying, man. I want to see these teams. I want to see each week how they improve or lack thereof they get worse they play bad i don't know i want to see the buys piss me off coming in at number seven we got bama up one from number eight uh bama stomped mississippi state last week uh and i mean really this bama team can't be counted out uh when i know they have the loss to a&m i don't know if uh if that team that we saw lose to A&M will be the same team going forward, they're going to start getting mad and getting ready for a national championship run again, as they do every year. Uh, Saban, will, Saban will whip them up into shape, and they are not to be messed with. Um, they're playing Tennessee this week at home, big game, rivalry game. Uh, I don't think they'll have a problem with the Vols, and, but we could you know, find some more stuff out about this team. I want, I'm excited to see. Coming at number six, we got the Wolverines of Michigan. As we talked about, Michigan State also undefeated, playing Northwestern this week. 
uh, who Michigan usually does seem to struggle with Northwestern, but I would hope that they wouldn't struggle here because they're not really in a position to falter before any of these big games, but same thing with Michigan State. It's too early uh, in that Big Ten slate to really put a finger on which team is going to take the division, um, and we'll just keep having to see and keep having to evaluate. Number five, we got Penn State, also on a bye last week, uh, moving up one. They got Illinois this week, and Penn State really should be, uh, unluckily for them, they definitely could be the number two team in the country right now had they not lost Sean Clifford, so that that's pretty unfortunate. Um, but same exact thing as Michigan. Then we got number four, Ohio State. Same exact thing. They're at Indiana this week. Uh, Michigan State just inched past Indiana barely last week, so we'll see how Ohio State fares against them. Uh, also on the bye from last week, by the way. Uh, so three buys in the division there. That's not fun for anyone. And now Michigan State's on a bye this week, so kind of annoying. But I digress. We'll see what, what we'll see what we see from the Buckeyes. C.J. Stroud has put himself back in the Heisman race as he has been phenomenal since uh, getting injured and since those early season struggles. Um, speaking of the early season struggles, we've got Oklahoma at number three, who just put up a fantastic offensive performance and a dreadful defensive performance against TCU, um, playing at Kansas this week, so not much to do there, not much to say, but the Sooners are in good, good shape. Uh, now with Caleb Williams at quarterback, but the defensive struggles are pretty concerning because that was an even game in terms of yardage and time of possession, uh, which can't happen. Uh, if it, I mean it, it can't happen, uh, so I want to see better from the Oklahoma defense. Number two up from three, we got the Cincinnati Bearcats playing at Navy this week. Uh, same thing, Cincinnati. People thought. Although UCF hasn't looked fantastic this year, they haven't looked well. They haven't been very good at all. They've been just in there. Uh, Cincinnati put a they put a stomping on them. Uh, Cincinnati proven to just keep pounding the teams they play. Put whatever in front of them, they'll pound them. Unfortunately for them, Indiana having to deal with that Big Ten East. Um, that was supposed to be their second staple game behind Notre Dame, um, and Indiana is going to end up probably five loss at best that's at very best uh, and I wouldn't count on that Um, so unfortunate there for the Bearcats but do they control their own destiny it is tough to say Um, we got to see how this Big Ten plays out we got to see how the Big 12 plays out Uh, and frankly we got to see how the SEC plays out because a Big Ten champ out of the East one loss I mean I I would take a one-loss Big Ten champ from the East any day over undefeated Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Uh, If you want to see Cincinnati in the playoff, if they go undefeated and then Ohio State wins the Big Ten, one loss, Buckeyes are in easy. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, same thing. If they go in with one loss, they're in over uh, Cincinnati. Um, So Cincinnati needs Bama to move out of the way. They need to just get them done with because – uh, that'll have him stressing all the way up to the SEC title game between Bama and Georgia. That is inevitable, so we think at this point. And Oklahoma still undefeated, so is Oklahoma State. So they, you know, maybe they could wish for a loss there from both of those teams. 
Uh, but they have a chance. There's a there is definitely a chance for Cincinnati to make the playoff. Um, but they're not going to have much favor over these Power Five champs, uh, even with even as one loss Power Five champs. And of course, at number one, we have the Dogs, seven and zero. Just beat Kentucky handily. They got a bye this week, uh, averaging six point six points against per game. Not much you can say about this team. They have six Power Five wins, which, according to my sheet here, that's the most in the top fifteen. Uh, Michigan State and Oklahoma, by the way, have five, um, and a few other teams come in with four. But this dog team is just looking unstoppable. Now there's controversy between the mailman Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels. What to do when JT comes back? Uh, I'm still definitely leaning towards. I, I like JT better. I think he's a better quarterback. But Stetson has played better than I've given him credit for recently. He's been not. He hasn't been looking too terrible, too shabby. Uh, in fact, pretty decent. If you check the stats straight up, he's seemingly outplaying JT by just a bit. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the dogs can do going forward. Got to play Florida soon. Uh, I know Florida's kind of falling off a cliff here. Dan Mullen is uh, seemingly entering the hot seat. But really, Georgia has that division wrapped up because they would have to lose twice to lose the division. And I do not see that happening in the next five games. Um, so congrats to the dogs on winning the SEC East. And with that, now we can move on to talk about this week's schedule. Which, of course, as I said, is it's pretty bad. Um, we just saw Coastal lose on Wednesday, though. That was pretty nice. We just saw SMU put a pounding on Tulane. Good job, SMU. Uh, I thought Tulane was a top three team. I don't know where I got that information from, but I swear they were. That's weird. Whatever. Um, so Michigan Northwestern. Uh, Michigan's favored by 23.5 there. Um, I don't know if they're going to cover that. I think they're given they're given not enough credit to Northwestern there. Uh, we got Cincy at Navy, which talked about. Uh, we'll see if Cincy can cover that twenty-eight point spread. I think they can. Um, Wisconsin and Purdue are playing, and Wisconsin is looking to avoid a fourth loss already on the season. They are favored over the number twenty-five Boilermakers. Oklahoma State in Ames to take on Iowa State. Iowa State, as we said, favored by seven. Very odd. I'm taking Oklahoma State and the points on that one. Oregon at UCLA. UCLA is favored by one. Um, UCLA has been pretty decent this year. They, you know, they faltered a few times, but this is not going to be a cakewalk for Oregon, and they definitely could drop this game if they keep playing live. They has been. Uh, I could definitely see a UCLA win here. Uh, Ole Miss Eli Manning game playing uh, taking on LSU. Almost favored by seven and a half. Sneaky suspicion the Tigers could rally behind Coach O's firing. We'll see. Uh, Pitt playing Clemson, as we said. Uh, I take, I'm taking Pitt there. They're favored by three and a half, uh, playing over in Heinz Field. Uh, Tennessee coming into Brian Denny. Bama getting the 25 point line. Um, look for the Vols to cover that. I'm predicting a Bama win by 24. So. Gonna be a tight one there. Ohio State at Indiana. Uh, Indiana, of course. I said, yeah, I was thinking they were at a three loss. That's why I said seven to five at best. Indiana's already got four losses. Um, let me go check this, Getty. Yeah, Indiana probably is a six one at best, um, and that's being 
generous, so we'll see if they can even go bowling after the good year they had last year. That kind of sucks to see. A&M taking on South Carolina, getting the 19.5. Uh, if Zeb Nolan, Zeb Nolan is playing for South Carolina, uh, so if A&M wants to get themselves back into a New Year's Six conversation, this is a no-doubter. they got to pound them, uh, so we'll be looking to see that. NC State taking on Miami in Miami. Miami is already 2-4. and four. After starting off ranked, it is pretty abysmal down there uh, for the U. They, like Texas, are not back. Uh, but NC State only lost to Mississippi State so far. They're undefeated still in the ACC. So let's see what the Wolfpack can do. With all that being said, that's going to end our episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the post-week 7 review and a little look forward to week 8. And hopefully next week I'll be able to get you guys the rankings sooner than I have been, hopefully on the normal Tuesdays that I do. I've been pretty pounded with school recently, so that's delaying me a bit. But thank you guys so much for listening again, and I will see you next time.